I'm Kelly Harrell, author, animist, and creator of the Weekly Rune. Solentent Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, actionable animism, soul-tending, and how all of those intersect through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. You can find the archive of all of the runecasts on my site, solentonarts.com, and if you're not sure what a half-month is, listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the Weekly Rune at Solentent Arts. It's explained at the beginning of every runecast. I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the RuneCast and this podcast possible with their financial support. If you'd like to support the Weekly Rune, you get access to the full RuneCast, no ads, more details on the RuneCast, weekly prompts for engaging the half-month rune in your personal work, and a Galder recording for how to work with the Weekly RuneCast through chanting. You can contribute as little or as much as you'd like, and the rewards scale according to what you'd like to receive. And if you don't want any rewards, you just want to show your support, you're welcome to do that. Go to patreon.com and search for The Weekly Rune. You can also subscribe to the free version of The Weekly Rune by going to soulintentarts.com. And thank you so much for doing that. Just to note before we get going with this episode, this is the first time in four plus weeks that Manaz hasn't been an influence in the Runecast. Feels pretty good, yeah? A little less external scrutiny, perhaps. Okay, so last week's episode covered our first week with Lagoos as the half month, and we talked about Lagoos as being flow being in step with all things, and how it's not possible to be off path. What happens is we lose our awareness of path. And the, the idea that sacred beingness functions like a binary, that you're either on your path or you're off your path, is domesticated. It's a colonized perspective, and it's also really judgmental, by the way. And I realize I bring up the experience of spiritual perspectives being colonized a lot on what in the weird. I also realize that causes discomfort. Good. It should. Because we can't be colonized and be animistic. We also can't just stop being colonized because we intellectually make that connection. It's a process, a lifelong process, most likely, through which we begin seeing that we hold beliefs and ideologies that are limiting and that we can change those. And from there, we start to realize spiritual truths we've accepted and can let go to explore other more suitable spiritual truths. But my spirituality isn't colonized, you say. It's mine. It's all mine. My own making. Direct relationship, right? Is it? Is it? 
I ask this question because it directly pertains to this week's RuneCast, which if you've not read, you can find at soulintentarts.com. I'm just not on my path. When people say, I'm not on my path, what they're usually referring to or trying to describe is they feel there's something they should be doing on some higher spiritual level that they're not doing. They feel like something in their mundane or some other layer of life is stopping greatness in their spiritual life. They attribute not being free spiritually to some greater imbalance, usually something beyond themselves. This thing I can't do anything about, this thing I can't even identify maybe, is stopping me. And I respect that feeling. It's real. However, stopping at that feeling and going no further is also a form of spiritual bypass. It's fragility. Instead of investigating what at a personal level isn't being addressed, the habit is to say some greater balance does not favor me. It's, it's bypassing credible options for resolving that feeling. And there's a lot of ego in that paralysis. It's all fragility and no responsibility is being taken. So the first thing that I sit with when people say, I'm not on my path, is there's some kind of spiritual bypass happening. The second thing that I get out of that statement is a lack of skills. Most people don't sit around doing nothing over a recognized issue in their lives because they're lazy or because they don't care. That's not it. That's not it at all. It is a direct lack of skills. And Another comment that is usually in in the New Age spiritual arena that is made around that sense of stuckness not being on my path is um, that it's time for self-care. It's that place of, I don't know what else to do. Not knowing causes me additional distress. I need self-care. Again, it's real. It, it is real that we have not cultivated the art of self-care in this culture. And the feelings that come up in the stuck place, the distress around not knowing what to do about it, it's all real. And that stuff needs to be felt. It needs to be grieved. And I'm definitely not poo-pooing anybody's need for self-care because y'all know you've heard me advocate for self-care a gajillion times in the RuneCast and in this podcast. And the thing is, self-care is no use if you don't know what you're doing. It's not care. It's just self. And a lot of us don't know how to provide self-care. And it's not Netflix. Yes, I love it just as much as anybody. I love binge watching and distraction and escapism just as much as anybody. And they can be forms of self-care. Mindless pursuits absolutely can be forms of self-care, but they are not active forms of self-care. There's a time and a place for the distraction kind and the, the focused taking action kind. And the thing is Netflix, the distraction kind, it's not likely to get you back to your awareness of flow. That's the distinction. We have to know what kind of self-care 
to do when. And that brings me to the third thing that I come to when people say they're off their paths, and that is a lack of community care. Lack of community is also something else I have talked about for years. It is the number one thing that clients, students, initiates, whatever you want to call them, it's the number one thing that people tell me they don't have. A total lack of coordinated support and services when we become stuck, when we need skills we don't have, when we need education, just an ear, a doctor, a priestess. We haven't been taught by elders in the community when the appropriate time is for self-care versus community care or what kind of self-care is good for addressing what issue, the skills that we need to be able to administer that self-care and the actual ability to carry it through and be supported by wise counsel while we recover. We don't have that. We don't have solid community care watching our backs to verify when something is even a self-care issue and everything's not DIY. We know that now, right? We, we know that by working through this point of the futhark in the season. Everything is not DIY. And so feeling like we're off path is a community care issue. It's a lack. The reason that people get stuck is because they can't do whatever is on their plate currently. They don't have the skills for it. They don't have the recognition for it. They don't have the awareness of exactly what's causing it. And and we don't have reliable resources beyond ourselves to determine that for us, to help us figure it out. We're not supposed to be able to fix everything or to just push through. It's not our skill set. Everything does not have to be our personal skill set. And the fact that we don't have those resources, that we don't have community to turn to when we lack skills, again, it's colonization. It's the opposite of animism. It is an intentional disruption to keep you stuck. This lack of skills and discernment for whether it's a personal or community concern is what I see in the framing runes of the forecast this week. And the 411 on that is that every personal disjoint is a collective one. When you feel outside flow, it's not just you. Everything is connected. When what's, what's leaving you feeling out of flow drags down the collective. And the collective is what brings you back into the awareness of flow. Aurors reversed. And again, if this is your first time listening to One in the Weird, go listen to the early episodes that talk about working with rune reversals so that you understand my perspective on them. It's not straightforward, but there you go. A Rose Reversed hones in on exactly what wisdom is missing in this process, and it tells us what we should be focusing on this week. So A Rose in general, is the rune of body-soul sovereignty. It's about the personal cosmology 
being in balance, so much so that the primal self can be expressed healthily. The key to that is healthily. The primal self, we think of it as the unconscious, the raw parts of you that are not tamed. They're not domesticated. They don't give a shit about any of that. They, they don't even know that it exists. They're, they're at that level of awareness that has not been touched by these things. And yet we do have to be thoughtful. We have to be kind. We have to have our egos in check. So a lot of times when Aurora's reversed comes up, we think of it as expressing the wild self not in check, right? The ego is out of balance. It, your will is in a compromised place. And, and that's chaos, really. You know, you, it, you're asking for trouble with the lid off. It's, it's a state that we would consider a psychotic break, or um, in some cases, maniacal charisma. It can be infectious because everybody wants that, right? Everybody thinks that's the perfect passionate expression in living is to just completely have the lid off your unconscious. But Aurors is about this place where the internal system is in balance. It can handle that. It can handle the realization of non-domestication and yet still be effective and healthy. So when Aurora's reversed is the descriptor rune for Laguz, being in flow, being aware of your place in flow, it's suggesting that there's something in the internal system that is keeping that from happening. Again, ideally, we would have elders with community resources who could tell us this, who could say, look, it's not something that you're doing wrong, you're, you're, you're doing the things, you're trying to take action, but what's happening is there's a component inside you that is not aligned with what the conscious earthly awareness is saying that it wants. And so from a shamanic perspective, when a person says, you know, I'm doing all the things, I'm taking the right actions, nothing is changing. There are several places that I look. And the first one is, are there soul aspects within the person who either are wounded to the point that they can't be in support of what the earthly consciousness says it wants? Or are they just not even like on the bus? That they're not even aware that there is a bus. There's some sort of distress that is keeping them from being able to let the earthly consciousness be aware of flow. And what I'm getting at here is a soul loss, a sense of soul loss, which I find that it helps for some people to think of it in terms of soul shelving. It's not so much that a part of you is lost and, and gone forever and disconnected as it's, it's more likely to be a scenario where part of you has become shelved. Part of you has become set away from the whole in a protective place so that these two things can remain separate. They, they wouldn't be able to function in conjunction with that breakdown in what these multiple aspects of self say they want or need versus what the earthly consciousness needs to get through on a day-to-day -day basis. 
there's conflict happening in there somewhere and that conflict needs to be resolved. The way that that conflict gets resolved is through soul retrieval. There are many approaches to soul retrieval, but the bottom line is the personal cosmology is out of balance with errors reversed. And that's the point that needs to be addressed with why flow isn't felt. Does errors reversed always indicate a need for soul retrieval? No, not necessarily. It, it's a really good question to ask whenever Aurora's Reversed comes up in a rune cast. Um, I think it's a good fail-safe to fall back on in general to check the personal cosmology, mind, body, soul, feelings. Where is this cosmology not working? In this specific rune cast, my feeling is that it is pointing toward some disagreement in soul aspects of the self. And that's where the exploration needs to start. So I encourage you this week to explore the places where you feel like you are not in flow. It may not show up as this categoric, holy shit, I can't figure out where my path is. It may be, um, it may be intermittent. It may be that you can hang on to it for a little while and you feel this small sense of progress and then for no apparent reason it falls away. It doesn't have to be this broad stroke of disconnection. It can be a, an intermittent sense of, you know, I'm on it for a while and then it just falls apart. I don't know why I can't seem to hold on to my awareness of all things. I can't hold on to what it means to me to function as an animist in this culture, in this life, in this body. So take some time this week to examine the internal personal cosmology. What feels like it isn't playing well with the rest of the system? And that's your starting point. And if you get to the point in that exploration that you're not sure what to do, email me, set up a session, whoever you feel comfortable working with, get it addressed because it is not going to resolve itself. These are not the kind of skills that we are all just walking around with and readily, effectively knowing how to use. But there are people who can. There are elders who can. And that is the point in elder care where you get yourself taken care of. That's it for this episode. If you have questions or insights about working with the runes in season or you just need a cheerleader, feel free to email me at kelly at soulintentarts.com or call in through the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all the other podcast platforms out there. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which is a podcast that I co-host with a couple of other lovely ladies, also on Anchor. And other podcasts you might enjoy are Around Grandfather Fire, hosted by James Stovall and Sarah Odinson, and also Why Shamanism Now, hosted by Christina Pratt. 
You can learn more about me and my work by visiting soulintonarts.com or on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.